Hi there, this is Donna Bordeaux with Campground Accounting, and you're listening to Campground Compass, the show dedicated to campground owners in an entrepreneurial mindset who seek to grow and expand in the wild and wonderful world of business. Welcome to Campground Compass. I'm your co-host, Zach Bordeaux, joined by my other co-host and awesome mother, Donna Bordeaux. And uh, we got another great episode for you today. Today, we're going to be discussing some tax topics and everyone's favorite subjects around uh, the April 15th deadline. We're going to be talking today about extensions. So uh, let's get started and talk about, uh, you know, what is an extension and uh, what, what's the p- purpose of an extension? Well, extensions are very misunderstood in the public. So we're going to clear all this up, clear the air, and tell you what the extension is. An extension is a time to be able to file your return accurately. It has absolutely nothing to do with the balance due, and you can't extend that date. So an extension is an extension of time to file your return, not an extension of the time to pay the balance due. If you have a balance due, it is always due on that April deadline. And I'll mention, we talk about April 15th, that's a very general topic, but if that falls on a weekend, or as it is right now, there's a a holiday in Washington, D.C. on Monday. So this year, 2023's deadline is actually April 18th. So it can vary slightly, but the generality is it's April 15th, and that's what we'll talk about throughout. So if we say April 15th, we mean whenever the taxes are due. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, we said April 15th, but uh, how do you how do you file an extension? And, um, you know, why would you file an extension and how, how would you do it? Yeah. Well, if you're working with a preparer or working with software, the easiest way is to electronically file that extension. If you electronically file the extension, you're going to get a confirmation that it was received. If you don't have that ability, you can go on the IRS website. You'll download for an individual the form 4868. That's the magical form that's going to get you an extension. You don't have to know a whole lot to do it. You file, you put your name, address on that form as well as social security numbers and you file that form and mail it to the IRS and there'll be an address there on the form depending on where you live in the country as will give you an address of where to file that form. Now when you mail it I highly suggest we're going to spring for the certified mail. If you don't have proof of mailing that via certified mail you're at the mercy of the IRS to actually do something with that piece of paper and not shred it. So get yourself some protection. Go ahead and pay the extra nine or so dollars. File that certified. Keep a copy of your certified mail receipt uh, stamped at the post office. Or if you're tech savvy, you can even go online. You can use onlinecertifiedmail.com and file it all electronically. But make sure you do that and have it postmarked by the April 15th or whatever the deadline is for that day. So the IRS doesn't have to receive it by then, but it must be postmarked. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you're so proactive, you know, why would you need to file an extension? Why wouldn't you just have the return done? Yeah, that's absolutely the case. A lot of people are still in the camp to say, well, I've never filed an extension before and I don't want one. 
And when I prompt and say, well, why not? They said, because I've never done that. And, and the real answer there is still another why question. And that why usually leads us to the answer, well, I really don't know. I don't know what it's for. So filing an extension does not mean you're lazy. Now, a lot of people use that extension for that reason, but it shouldn't be the reason. My suggestion and what we do for all of our customers is we prepare all the returns with as much information or all of the information as possible well in advance of the deadline. What we're going to do with that is we're going to stick it in the marinade. Everything's better in the marinade. If we pop it in the marinade and keep it there on the back burner and file that extension, we will buy ourselves some time for a lot of different things. So what would we need the time for? First, some things you can extend and get more time to make a contribution to a retirement plan, for example. If you extend your return, you actually extend the time to make that move until October 15th. So I forgot to mention early on, but the extension goes from April and gives you now until October 15th-ish to file your return. So filing that will sometimes extend. It won't do that for IRAs, but it will do it for retirement plans and some other things like that. Second, it allows you more flexibility. Maybe you don't know if you're going to have the cash to make that retirement contribution or not. You need time to know what that contribution is going to be so you can file an accurate return. Uh, then another new thing that has happened is now we have new interpretations and rules coming out that are retroactive. So a quick example, last week the IRS said, hey, for those of you who've already filed your tax returns, you might need to file an amended return. We had state tax rebates in some states that had excess cash last year. And nobody knew if those were taxable or not because they weren't really an income tax refund under the normal rules. So anybody who filed their return and got that rebate and didn't realize they were supposed to claim it may need to file an amended return to claim that as income now because the IRS just now got around to deciding that that's taxable. Well, with so, all them new agents, it's pretty easy. They yeah, find all I mean, the new stuff with all those new 87,000 agents. This didn't used to be a big concern, but now it sure is. We're talking about vague things that come out and we have to wait for interpretations. And we also now have magical retroactive changes to taxes. So if you filed your return already, you know, filing one tax return a year is hard enough for most folks, let alone having to amend it. And now you got to stroke a check because you owe more money. That's that's not a fun thing to do. And also it could work the other way. There could be new rules or things, clarifications that come out or heaven forbid you forgot something on your taxes. Maybe you're due more money back. We used to have cases where people would say, oh my gosh, I realized now that I forgot to add in the tuition expense for my daughter that I forgot to tell you she took some classes. Well, maybe that change was only going to generate a $100 refund. And I'd have to be the one to say, okay, look, it's going to cost more than that to prepare the amended return. I think you just missed out on your 100 bucks. 
We don't want to have to miss out on things because we weigh the difference between amending versus keeping that original return. Nobody likes that. Yeah, and life's too short to give money to the IRS. Yeah, there's one more hidden benefit that we haven't talked about. And this one's a little controversial, but there have been a lot of studies that say if you file later, you have a lower chance of being audited. Now, if you ask the IRS, they'll probably deny this all day long. But there have been studies where people have looked at when people are audited versus when they file their returns. And there is a case where to be said that filing later could reduce your audit risk. So it doesn't cost you anything. Why not? Hmm. Yeah. So the payment, you know, and when you file a, an extension, when's the payment versus if you don't file an extension? Well, when you file an extension again, you don't get more time to pay the bill. But the big question is, well, hey, if I haven't even pulled all my stuff together, how do I know how much I owe? How do I know how much to pay? And the long and short of that, that's why we actually prepare the whole return so we know how much you need to pay initially. If you don't know, you got a couple choices. You're going to estimate it and take a best guess. If you overpay it by a little bit, you can always apply that to your next year if you typically owe every year. It's not going to be a big hassle. Or you can get that refunded back to you when you file the actual return. But, you know, if we're talking about filing in October, if it's not that much, you may want to just apply it into the next year to be easier than waiting around for the check. It, the, the check may actually come after you're ready to file the next year's return, if that's the case. So you, you either have to take a guesstimate or if you take your chances and you say, I'm just not going to send anything. You can do that. However, there are consequences. So what are those so consequences? There are two types of penalties that we deal with at the IRS. One is the penalty for failure to file a return. The other is a penalty for failure to pay. So which one of those do you think is bigger? Probably the one to pay, you would think. You would think, but they really want people to be compliant. So the failure for late filing is drastic. It's, it's a hurtful penalty. So they really want you to file. Now, if you have an extension, you, you don't have to, you're not late filing because they said, oh, okay, you get a pass. You can wait till October. But if you wait till November, you're late filing. If you file in June, but you never got an extension, you're a late filer. So you want to hear how bad this penalty is? It is 5% of the balance due per month up to a maximum of 25%. So a little example, let's say you owed a thousand dollars and you did not file an extension. You filed your return late. Your maximum penalty is another $250 on top of that thousand. That's pretty hurtful. And, and even just being one month late, you got an extra 50 bucks. Now that also doesn't include the penalty for late payment, which adds in there. The penalty for late payment is a half a percent per month 
up to a maximum of 25%. So late filing is 5%. Late payment is a half a percent. So hmm. pretty big difference. Yeah. You, you also have interest on late payments. So we're going to add in another 7% right now. It's based on current rates. Um, so it, it can be pretty bad if you don't file and you don't pay and you owe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think we answered a lot of questions about extensions today that and a lot of common misconceptions that a lot of people have. And, you know, I, I think we definitely need to keep these shorter because a lot of people don't really like to hear about taxes, surprisingly. Really? Come on. <laughs> Who doesn't we, love taxes? <laughs> well, we tr try to stay as in touch as possible with campground owners. So what I'm going to tell you is uh, if you learn something, although it may have not been entertaining, usually I say if it was entertaining or, or if you learned something, but if you learned something today, feel free to drop us a uh, subscription. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, um, if you're a podcast listener, you can go to YouTube and find a video of the podcast, of every podcast. So uh, go check us out on YouTube. Go check it out there. Uh, also, any of your favorite platforms, Spotify, Apple, Overcast, Stitcher, Amazon, uh, iHeartRadio, any platform that you can think of, we're there. So if we're not there, email us at hi at campgroundcompasspodcast.com and we'll get there or any questions, ideas, anything like that, feel free to email us. And uh, the website's campgroundcompasspodcast.com. So feel free to leave us a review on these platforms. Uh, possible review contests coming up soon. It's an idea on my mind. Yeah. So go leave us a review. You can also check us out at Campground Compass on pretty much every platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of the above. And uh, we'll see y'all next time. See you later. Thank you for listening to Campground Compass. I'm so glad you joined us. Check out the show notes and more of our seasoned advice at campgroundcompasspodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to explore the archives for previous episodes. And if you never want to miss a single audio adventure in four-season business growth, subscribe to this podcast here and on YouTube. If you like what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes it would be very much appreciated. Friends on social media, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Campground Compass. Until next time, stay savvy.